holster just looking at you funny and I'm just like this is different man. yeah this man it's a whole other world over there this yeah, is different yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's right in your face it's yeah. crazy because there's still parts to this day in the south that are segregated 100 percent. and just just by choice like, yeah if we don't want to mingle with them we'll stay on, on the black yep. side yep. the white will stay on the white side and it, it's, it's just crazy that still exists in 2022 but i'll say this i rather encounter that in your face racism than the undertone racism bro where people try to throw a little snippets at you if this if that's who you are then just let it yeah. be if you're yeah. racist that's cool I, yeah. I respect that way more than people that are like yeah. take, like you said little undertone little yeah. jabs but yeah. then still try to be buddy buddy yeah. with you it's like i know you're a racist piece of shit yeah come on yeah now, you know what i mean yeah because oftentimes people are like and i don't i don't really talk politics like that but people are like oh i hate donald trump i hate him i don't like him myself but i appreciate that he used his platform and it, it might have benefited him or not, not benefited him. I don't, doesn't matter. But the amount of racists that he was able to bring to light, mm-hmm. that people are like, I didn't know you that know. guy was racist. Oh, yep. I didn't know that guy was racist. Yep, yep, cause and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, because <laughs> Trump made him feel comfortable. Hey, I can come out of my skin and, and exactly. tell you exactly how I feel. Exactly. Like, he brought the real snakes out. 100%. Yeah, so you're right, you're right. That's yeah. a good, good take on that for sure. More reps. Welcome back. More reps. Episode 5. We are here once again with your host, Chadwick Brown. And I'm Kamana Beckles. And as you can see, we're in the facility once again. It was so nice. Got to do it twice, you know what I'm saying? So, got some new topics for you this week. So, we're starting off with our very first set, set one. We're going to be talking about training through plateaus. Mm hmm. Because that always happens throughout your uh, training career. No matter who you are, you're going to hit a plateau at some for point. Sure. So, for sure. What, do you, what are your views on this? Uh, so usually whenever I'm hitting a plateau, I found that when I, once I got to that plateau, it was a kind of working backwards. I would have to look at how much training I was doing mm-hmm. and the type of training I was doing. So one thing I would do right away is take a couple days rest Smart. and just restructure my program got it. and then kind of switch it up. Because I found with my body that basically every 12 to 16 weeks, that's when I'm kind of hitting my plateau. So then I would put some more exercises in or just change the tempo and the timing of some of the exercises Mm -hmm. and just concentrate a little bit more on kind of some of the stabilizers, not so much the big lifts. Got it, got it, yeah. You touched on a few things that I didn't Mm -hmm. go through too. So I do the exact same thing. I kind of assess how I've been training. So if I feel that I've been training too much, Mm -hmm. sometimes that's when less is more. Exactly. So you want to scale it back maybe even bring it back down to three times a week if you're going oh, for sure. five or six times yeah. because that'll kind of like desensitize your body back to the stimulus yeah. of lifting you know mm-hmm. what i mean and mm-hmm. then start playing with things like you said tempo yeah um as opposed to just going for reps um you'd be imagined that you'd be like it's crazy how much will you just slow down the tempo how much heavier your weight gets yes you yeah. know I, yeah. I can curl like 100 pounds no problem mm-hmm. but that's using a lot of momentum if i mm-hmm. slow down 50 feels like 100 yeah if i yeah. slow down so definitely it's a little different ways you can use to push through it but another main thing is about recognizing when you, when you have to go through a plateau yes exactly. a lot of people aren't um seasoned enough in this to realize like hey i'm not making any progress i've been lifting the same way the mm-hmm. same weight same reps for the last like how many months i'm not seeing no progress mm-hmm. so you gotta be able to recognize it first and foremost you know yeah for sure for sure i, I found too also with uh my personal training clients their body starts to adapt on like a three to four week cycle mm-hmm. so that would be a good baseline for us to see at the end of three weeks, have we increased the weight at all? 
or do we need to switch it up a little bit or do we actually have to increase for week four five and six mm. because the body just adapts to that three week phase absolutely yeah for sure yeah. another way you can break the look at it Bring the plateaus is through nutrition. Yes, exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? So a lot of times, if you're not fueling yourself properly, mm -hmm. you're going to start hitting the wall. Yeah. And that's, that's a problem that myself and my wife have actually encountered recently because our training style hasn't changed that much as opposed to just the tempo. Mm -hmm. But we've really dialed in the nutrition, nutrition. and we've seen crazy changes just off of that alone. Yeah. So that's yeah. another way to break, break through plateaus, you know? For sure. Yeah, man. So that's it right there. Hope you all enjoyed set number one. Set number two is coming up right now. All right, all right, set number two. We're gonna be doing a deep dive into some of the best advice that we've received over our careers in terms of fitness. Um, one of the biggest piece of advice that I've received as of recently is, I feel like I broke a record, is slowing down, mm -hmm. really slowing down. Um, because at the end of the day, if you're just kind of using momentum and swinging weights up and down, mm -hmm. you're not doing anything. You might be doing damage to your body um, that's gonna cause an injury or just enough that your body can just recover from, from it, but not adapt mm -hmm. to it. And mm -hmm. then when you adapt, that's when you grow. Nice. Um, so really just slowing down and just like train more for feeling as opposed for numbers. Um, totally. Because I spent so many years just like, I, I did 13 reps last week, I have to do 14. Mm -hmm. No matter how nasty or sloppy those reps get, I'm going for that number, but you're not doing shit at that, at that point. Mm -hmm. Nice. Uh, I would say the best piece of advice I received was similar to yours. Uh, just as you start to progress in your training, be humble enough to know that you don't know everything mm. and that there's a lot of gray area. Yes. So fitness is never black and white. There's a lot of gray area and you have to sample with various nutrition plans, uh, programming, tempo styles, just to get the best fit for your body because everyone's individual, Yep. individualized, and nothing's going to work perfectly for each person. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's almost yeah. like a trial and error. Gotta exactly. Right. Yeah. And, and a good way I kind of look at it is like, I use myself as like a science experiment. Exactly. While trying different things to see what sticks and that yep. might, might work for me, that might not work for me and so mm -hmm. forth. The same thing with clients because yep. just because a client, um, one client might give good, get good gains from a bicep curl mm -hmm. and might not work for another client. So mm -hmm. that will what works for them and whatnot. Well, you, right. you have anything else? Yeah. So another good piece of advice is like I was touching on before, be humble enough to always educate yourself because I've been training now myself and training clients for... 15 plus years and something will pop up on my IG, something I never even thought about how to target a certain muscle. And I'll say, you know what, let me try that. Mm. And it hits that muscle just at a, a slightly different angle that might be beneficial for myself or my client. Yes. So just consistently educate yourself. For sure. Because there's new stuff coming out, new exercises coming out every single day, new research, old scientific methods aren't relevant today. Yeah. And the ones that we have today might not be relevant 10 years from now. Yep. So just always evolve yourself. Yeah. You never know too much. Yep. You can never know everything for exactly. sure. For yeah. sure. Another piece of advice that I've definitely picked up over the years is, um, about checking your ego at the door in terms mm. of like the weight. Yes. People put yep. so much focus on weight. And they've, like I said before about numbers with reps at the end of the day is all about your body doesn't know what 100 pounds is. It doesn't know yes. what 10 pounds is, yep. but it knows what tension is. Mm -hmm. So if you get the same amount of tension, lifting 10 pounds that you get with lifting 100 pounds, why not lift the 10 pounds mm -hmm. in, a, in, a, in a good, efficient way that you're not putting so much extra stress on your joints and stuff because you got to also think about your longevity, mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah, you can might be able to get a good connection with 100 pounds, but your elbow is going to be trash mm -hmm. in a month, you know? Yeah. So yeah. it's about checking the ego and be more, more, more smart about how much 
you're lifting as opposed to not going super heavy and just yeah. focusing on the on the contractions. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, because when I was in college, one of my roommates uh, was an avid lifter, and he used to always tell us bodybuilders often can back off the weight that you're using at this time. So if I let's say I was doing a a chest press with 50 pound dumbbells, yeah. He would tell me that bodybuilders could use 30 pounds and get a way better workout than I would at that 50 because they understand tempo, like you were saying, yep. and time under tension. Absolutely. And it takes years to actually understand what that means yep. and to have that feeling to make that mind-body connection. But once you get it, then you understand, you know what, I don't need to go as heavy as some of these other guys or as I think I might need to go. Mm-hmm. I can back off the way and get a way better contraction. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that bodybuilders do. That they, they try to make as simple exercise as hard as possible yes. in order to get better connection and better yeah. tension on it. Exactly, for yeah. sure. Yeah, man. So that's some good tips. Hopefully you guys take up on some of those also. Mm-hmm. Um, set number three coming at you right now. All right, all right. Set number three. We're going to be touching on something that might be a little a little dicey for some people, but have you ever experienced racism in the fitness industry or in sports? Mm. What do you I got? can go back to... Earlier times playing basketball, so I would say going to college in the South. Okay. Uh, experienced mm-hmm. a lot of racism there. I bet. Uh, just going through, so I went to school in Tennessee and South Carolina as well. And just going through the South, we would have long road trips, five, six hours, and just literally pull up at a little mom and pop restaurant to try to get some, some food before the game. Yeah, and. Yeah crazy enough like our team's probably 80 to 85 percent black so okay. we walk in the restaurant and it's almost like out of a movie where everyone stops what they're doing in the <laughs> restaurant and just looks at the door and you would see oh, about 10 to 12 black guys anywhere from six foot to seven feet tall <laughs> walking through and just to see their, the, the expression on their faces like yeah. what are you guys doing here are you lost type yeah of thing? yeah yeah you don't belong just, here kind of thing after a while you get used to it and you expect that but yeah. Again, like a lot of people don't believe that that racism still exists. Yeah. And I'm not that far um, removed from basketball. So yeah. Yeah. It, it is prevalent. It still happens. For and sure. uh, a lot of those smaller country towns, it doesn't even have to be the United States. A lot of those smaller towns still operate under that kind of scope. So there must have been a big culture shock in terms 100%, 100%, of coming from Canada. 100%. Black dude from Canada going yeah. to states experiencing that. Like, Because yeah. again, there's racism here in Canada. It's just a, little, a little bit more subtle. It's not yes. in your face yes. like in no, the states. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, for me, this is going back to my football days in high school. Um, I'm not going to mention the school, mm-hmm. but every time we play these guys and they would tackle us, the black dudes on the team, they mm-hmm. would legit be saying the N-word wow. right to our faces. Wow. And we'd have to dig deep to not like yes. by the throat we're gonna get throughout the game or, yeah. or get a penalty of some sort mm-hmm. so it was like so blatant i was just like did he just say that the first time mm-hmm. it happened to me i was like that that didn't happen did it mm-hmm. and then it was an ongoing thing with this particular school that mm-hmm. we do every time we play them they always be saying things like that and just the time back then this is going back early 90s so when i went to McNabb, um we actually had a big time racial incident there where they took a black cabbage patch doll, wrapped a noose oh, wow. around his neck, threw it over the tree, spray painted on the wall, N words, go back to Africa and pick cotton. Wow. And it was legit almost a race war that broke out. And this is going 92. Wow. You know what I mean? So, wow. like, it was like there. It mm-hmm. was happening. You know what I mean? Um, so, nowadays, it's definitely a little bit more calmed down, but you know it exists. Even yeah. if you're just walking on the street and mm-hmm. a person goes to the other side of the street because they see you or put their purse mm-hmm. on the other side when you're in the elevator with them, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's deeply connected to sports. Um, mm. The majority of the racism I've ever encountered had to deal directly with the sport I was playing or in some type of sporting atmosphere. I've been uh, a fan or a spectator in a sporting event where two teams were playing and it might not went the way for the home team. Now I'm in the stands and people are yelling racial slurs to the people playing on the court and I'm sitting there in the fans like, what is, what is happening? Right now? <laughs> and it's just, it's a very touchy subject and yeah. I have young kids and I don't, I don't even know when to really introduce it because mm. I kind of want to shy them and protect them away from it, but it's reality that they're going to get it at, so, at some time. It's inevitable, yeah, yeah, yeah. So at some point, you definitely have to have mm-hmm. those conversations with it. And it's tough. I remember when I had to have the conversation with my, uh, my oldest son about it. Um, he might have been seven or eight. Yep. And they wanted to kind of just pre-prep him, let him know, mm-hmm. hey, people are going to look at you differently just because of the way you physically look. Yes. Because you're different than the majority of people around. Yep. So just be, be prepared. You're going to hear some things. But just always leave the door open that you can come and talk to me about it kind of yeah. thing because based on what you're saying, what I'm saying, we've experienced some through our lives, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I'm doing a little bit of research right now, even diving a little bit deep because my kids are mixed race. Uh, my partner has Japanese, English, Scottish in her, myself, Guyanese, and Jamaican. So my kids kind of don't really follow or fall into any of those categories. Yes. So they're going to be mixed race kids. So they're going to have a whole new system to deal with and um, encounters that they're going to have to walk and work through because I don't know I'm not mixed race yeah my partner is but how is that going to evolve for them going forward yeah so So you you can enlighten them so much exactly that's a whole another lane they're in just based on them being biracial yeah ultimately when times get tough people are going to identify them as black regardless Sadly, that's the way society is. The way that they look, they can identify with a lot of different cultures. So they'll actually have the ability to fly under the radar (laughs) and move about the world kind of uh, undetected. But it's just, it's the world that we're in. Even with my son, we played football this year and we went uh, just north of Toronto to play. And the team that he plays on right now, he's the only mixed race child on the team. We played a predominantly... Uh, white team mm-hmm. and my son right or wrong showboated a little bit okay and i heard a parent made make and they're, they're 10 years old i heard a parent make a slightly racist comment one of the parents one of the parents and i'm sitting beside this guy so i look over at the guy like yeah you that's, my, that's like, like that's my kid you're talking about too and i <laughs> i'm educated enough and i'm mature enough not to do anything mm-hmm. uh my partner's very boisterous she would say something if she would have heard it <laughs> but Again, like, it happens at all levels. Yeah. And it's crazy because he's running up the score. It doesn't matter if he's running up the score. Like, you don't make that kind of statement with kids that are 10. Yes, yeah. It just doesn't yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah, It's just, like, not acceptable in any, uh, any, level. any situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sadly, that, that society we live in. Like yeah. I said, it's, it's still there. It's not really in your face as much, but mm-hmm. you know those undertones are still there. For every sure. Every single day, you know, but we have to deal with it. But just... End of the day, there's good people and there's bad people. For you know sure. What I mean, regardless of the race, gender, creed, whatever the case may be, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So that's what we got there for set three. Hope you all enjoyed that. It's time. It's time. Super super sets. Let's go. All right, all right. Set four. You know how we do. Super set time. This is where we bounce back and forth. One topic, two different choices, and why we chose that one. So the first one I got from my man here. Talking some cardio stuff. Okay. Um, the rowing machine or assault bike? I would say a rowing machine. Okay. I can get my heart a lot 
uh, at a lot higher pace on the rowing machine mm. uh, than an assault bike. And personally, I rather it's almost a calming feeling being on the rower rather than the assault bike. Ah, okay. Yeah. I definitely lean more towards the assault bike just because I feel like I get that instant heart rate mm -hmm. <laughs> jump just because mm -hmm. there's so much going on. It's so hard. Yeah. You know, um, the rowing machine's not bad. But I find maybe it's just myself. I'm not doing it properly. I really mm. find my lower back engaging a lot more than I would like it to. Okay. Um, so I kind of steer away from that. But anytime I get an opportunity to jump on a salt bike, I love jumping on that. Nice. Even nice. though I hate cardio, but <laughs> still right. to it. All right. One back at you. Uh, when you're working out in boutique gym or any type of facility, would you rather stick to yourself and be alone or engage in conversation with the people around you? Mm, that's a good one. Huh. I like both. I, I'm cool with both. But if I had really had a preference, I probably would rather just lock in, mm -hmm. be on my own, put my headphones in, and just lock into what I'm doing. And nobody nice. bug me. Let me mm -hmm. really crush my things. But it doesn't mean I'm not approachable. Yep. Um, but if again, if I'm in like a, an environment where there's a lot of people working mm -hmm. on stuff, and I see a lot of tomfoolery going on with all yeah. this stuff, I rather try to black it out, put the blinders on, and do my own thing. Mm. Yeah, yeah I, I fall in the same way. I rather just uh, put my headphones on, get to my own workout, and just stay focused on what I'm trying to achieve and the goals I'm trying to set right there. Yep. And again, I'm approachable as well, but I try to shy away from the lengthy conversations that kind of uh, bring my pump down. Oh my Lord, those yeah. are the most <laughs> annoying. And it's like, yeah. and then some of those people that can't read the room and understand, hey, like this yeah. guy's trying to do a workout, maybe I should keep the conversation exactly. very minimal and this exactly. keep adding on. It's just like, okay, yeah. volume up now. Yeah. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> exactly, yeah. All right, yeah. I want to throw back at you. Uh, winter activities or summer activities? I've just grown up so much in summer activities. Now, this year, I'm going to really concentrate on the winter activities. Okay. Yeah, I just got to hook up on some skates. So, finally got some skates my size nice. that fit my feet. Bought on skates. You should skate a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. Hey. And then now, uh, my son really wants to get into winter sports, snowboarding, tobogganing, and some other stuff. So, found a snowboard my size, got that. And then, yeah, it's going to be... It's going to be a good winter this year. All right, so this yeah. is like a whole new lane for a you. A whole right? new lane, yeah. All right, yeah. all right, all right. Yeah. Got to keep up to date. How about yourself? Summer. Summer. Summer all day. Yeah. Winter is usually just working out in hibernation mode. <laughs> nice. I, I'm, nice. Um, I like looking at the snow. I like yeah. playing with the kids in the snow, but, like, if I could stay away from it, I'll do that. So, like, <laughs> and, I, and I, my 9 to 5 job, I have to work outside. So I'm uh, like okay. in the elements all the sense. time. So yeah. by the time it doesn't work, I don't want no parts of it. Yeah. I want to yeah. go home and get warm, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. The summertime when you can get to go out and – hang on a beach and have a couple of drinks and yeah. whatever, go for a walk, take the mm -hmm. dog out. It's summer activities over winter any day. Nice. Yeah. Uh, one back at you. Again, working out in a, in a public facility, would you rather take kind of your life in your own hands or would you ask for a spot? <laughs> well, old me, yeah. no spot. <laughs> don't come near me. Don't touch that bar. I'm getting this up. Even mm. if you look sloppy, I'm getting it up. Yeah. But again, Going back to what you said earlier about ego lifting and, mm -hmm. and checking ego, I, w I have no shame at all asking somebody, hey, can you spot me? Because this is going to be a weight that I haven't tried to Check experience for. before. So nice. can you yeah. please just yeah. spot it? If you look, I'm struggling, by all means, take it. Help force the reps up if you have to. But I definitely check my ego enough to not nice. to, to deter a spot. Nice. Sure. Uh, it's similar my uh, answer to yours. Younger me, if I can hold the weight, I can get it up. Yeah. <laughs> By any means, yeah. new me, I would say I, I would get a spot. Yeah, or absolutely. or back off the weight. Yeah, yeah. just be smart about yeah. that way. Yeah. Exactly for sure, yeah. for sure. Um, some basketball type stuff right now. Okay, um, we're talking about who's the best, I guess, sidekick to a, to a star player. So now, 
Would you rather pick Pippen mm-hmm. or Clay Thompson? Mm. That's a tough one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that, I think for me, the 90s was the 90s and early 2000s was the best era of basketball. Facts. So I'll, I'll lean more towards Scottie Pippen because I feel his repertoire of skills allowed him to do a lot more on the basketball court okay. where Clay Thompson's more of a specialist. Got it. And he plays excellent defense. I'm not going to say it's not a knock on him, mm-hmm. but Scottie Pippen was more well-rounded, I think, than uh, Clay Thompson. And more, and more durable because, yeah, again, part. the 90s and the early 2000s, it was a lot more physical. And Scottie Pippen man. took less knocks and uh, bumps and didn't stay out of the, the basketball playing. Uh, his ability allowed him to play a lot better. His physical ability allowed him to stay healthy, mm-hmm. where I think now it's a little bit, I don't want to say soft, but. Um, you could say it. It's definitely softer. At the, least. the physicality has been taken away from the sport. One million percent. Yeah. One million percent. So I say Scotty Pippen. That would be my answer for sure too. Because yeah. Scotty, in his prime, could have easily been the number one superstar on any. One hundred percent. Yeah. You know, just the fact yeah. he had to live in the shadow of Jordan that mm-hmm. he always looked like he's the second fiddle. Yeah. But um, and, but Clay again, like you said before, he's more of a specialty guy. Yes. He's more plug and play. Yes. For that sidekick yeah. role on any yeah. other team, but he needs a superstar to kind of like take yeah. the, the full brunt of it. Yeah. For sure. All right, next one I have for you. Two-part question. Okay. What would a current older Chadwick tell a younger Chadwick? Damn. What would the current one tell the younger one? Yeah. First thing, save your money. Mm. Save your money, man. Be a lot smarter with your money because mm-hmm. the younger me, when I got my first credit card, bro, I maxed that shit out in yeah, two I did days. The same. <laughs> two I did days. The same. And, and I've been repairing my credit to yeah. this day because yeah. of that. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm in much better space now, mm-hmm. but be smarter with your money. Save your money. Mm. Um, put yourself first. Mm. And the reason that's why I say one. that because I always grew up being a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. And that's just based on the way I was raised. I had to fight for attention a lot in mm-hmm. my household. Mm-hmm. And that kind of got me to the point that when I would get attention, that's why I, I felt whole. Okay. And I would never put myself first. So I wore myself thin trying to please everybody else without, without taking care of myself. And okay. you've got to sometimes be selfish. It might sound bad. I know selfish yeah. has a bad connotation to it. But if you don't put yourself first, you won't be in any position to take care of anybody. Yes, exactly. So I would tell my younger me, always take time for yourself. You okay. Know? All right. I'll answer that one as well. Mm-hmm. So I would tell the younger me, uh, just be patient because nothing happens before it's time. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I got myself into situations and I'll relate it to sports basketball wise where I was trying to force so much to try to make something happen that injuries happened mm. I ended up playing in games that I shouldn't have yep. big injuries had a major knee injury doing something I shouldn't have been doing I yep. could have totally kept myself out of that situation yeah so I, I would tell my younger self just slow down and just be patient and wait for the time to be right good yeah. I like that one I like second that part one. of the question now what would that younger Chad say to current Chad now? <laughs> um, the younger me would probably say, I'm proud of you, first mm, and foremost. I'm nice. really proud of you, man, because you've, you've evolved and changed a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just be more fun. Mm. Because I found over the years, I, I have a very open personality, mm-hmm. but I, sometimes I do take myself a little too serious. Mm-hmm. And with moments where I need to just kind of let loose and just enjoy the moment and stop overthinking things. So the younger would probably say, hey, man, just, just chill out, bro, and enjoy the moment, you know? Nice, nice. You? Uh, I would think that the younger me would tell my current self, continue to be creative. 
don't let uh, people stop your momentum and your creativity. That's a great one. Uh, I was very active in drawing and artistry and all that kind of stuff when I was very younger. Really? Kind of okay. got away from it to focus on basketball and yeah. try to focus on something that would pay the bills, not knowing that full-time artists could pay the bills. That could do it, yeah. Uh, so I use that creativity now to do gym designs and layouts and uh, a little bit of architecture for clients of mine. So, yeah, that younger me, I would say keep being creative and keep developing. Nice. Okay. Yeah. That's a dope question. I like that one. All right, next one, get back on some more fitness stuff. Um, leg extension or leg press? I, pr- I would say pr- I prefer leg press just because I like to feel the weight coming down on top of me. Mm. And for me being a taller lifter, I want to put a little bit less pressure on the joints. I just feel that some of the leg press machines that are out there, just when I'm getting in that full extension, just putting too much pressure on my knees wow. where I can take the load of a leg press with some bigger muscle groups and uh, be a little bit safer and get that weight back up. Interesting. That's a good one. Okay. Myself, I like leg extension better. Okay. Um, reason being is that I have really tight hips. Okay. So I find a leg press, I can't get that proper depth. Mm. So like you said, when they feel a weight coming on you, yep. when I get to a certain point, I just stick. And okay. at that point, I feel like I can, I can get more of a stretch if I had looser hips. Yep. Where, where on the leg extension, it's just the only joint that's moving is at your knees. Yep. And my knees are not the greatest, but at least I can bear more of a weight and get better full range of motion on a leg mm-hmm. extension as opposed to a press. So I technically do feel more on there. And then even with your foot placement on mm-hmm. the uh, leg extension where your toes are pointing, you can hit specific parts of yeah. your quads. So I yeah. think it's just as effective as the leg press, okay. um, but just my preference based on my tight hips. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, one back at you. Uh, so this, again, will focus on a little bit of fitness. Would you rather take a full rest day or on that rest day do active movement? I like doing active movement on rest day. I okay. like to call it like an active rest. Okay. Um, I find that if it's a rest day and I go for a walk, let's say I just train legs the day before mm-hmm. and I go for a walk and my legs are sore, it actually helps the recovery. Yes. Helps kind of loosen up the tightness and break up the lactic acid for the mm-hmm. soreness and whatnot. So I always like to be active. Um, I always strive to get 10K steps every day regardless oh, okay. anyway. But on a rest day, I, I like to move around. Um, it also depends... Um, the last block of training I just did, I legit worked out seven days in a row. That's just kind of mm-hmm. worked out. Mm-hmm. It wasn't my intention. Mm-hmm. But and when I got to that seventh day, I was so spent that I was like, okay, then my rest day, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> so that was one of those yeah. rest days yeah. where I didn't do shit. And I yeah. legit just sat at home, yeah. sat in the bed, binged down some shows, did some editing. Mm-hmm. But my preference would definitely be more active on a rest day. Yeah, I agree with that. Active uh, recovery. Sometimes after a heavy, doesn't matter if it's upper body or lower body day, I'll wake up and think that I'm so sore that I don't want to move. But once I do get moving, the blood starts getting going, I feel so much better. And by the end of that day, I'm way less sore than I was when I woke up. Yep, big facts, big facts, for sure. Um, This one back at you. We're talking some junk food. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Chips or cookies? I would lean more more towards uh, chips. Okay, more savory than sweet? Yeah, just the variety too that's out there. I just I, I prefer yeah chips. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it'd be cookies. I Almost. got a, a crazy sweet tooth. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely got a love for chips, but um, same thing. A lot of varieties of cookies. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was a big time Oreo kid growing up. Mm. You know, what I mean, I was always about to open it up and get that cream out. Yeah, and dunk the other thing. You know what I mean? But yeah, definitely cookies for me. Nice. Uh, one back at you. Would you rather attend the biggest fitness expo? or the biggest musical festival? Wow. Well, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to bring this up because, oh, that's a tough one. Oh, the younger me definitely would take the music over the fitness, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I feel like I have way more passion now 
for fit for fitness than mm. I would music. I would would love to go to a fitness expo any day, whether it be the Pro Show in Toronto or the Arnold's, yeah. Arnold's in uh, in Ohio or whatever. Um, I would, nowadays, it would probably be more so for the fitness sake. I want to expose myself as much as possible to this industry because mm -hmm. I definitely have more a passion for fitness than I do for music nowadays. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So going to a music festival, it would be fine. A lot of the ones that I would like to go to are tend to have some form of violence usually happen. Yeah, yeah, shootout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never hear about a shootout at, at the Arnold. You're going to be yeah. rolling loud. People get yeah. arrested all the time. You know yeah. what I mean? So I would definitely lean more towards the fitness. Nice. Next, well. I would say because I'm in fitness so much and I've been in it for so long, uh, and I'm, my family's just starting to get into it, I would lean more towards a music festival Interesting. that we all could attend yeah. and appreciate the music that was being played. Got it. Rather than if I, we go to a fitness festival, I'll appreciate it a lot more than my family. I'd... I'd be starstruck at a couple of the athletes there and a yeah, couple of the yeah. bodybuilders, but yeah. at the end of the day, my kids and like, my partner, okay. they, don't, they can care less about those people. <laughs> so yeah, I think yeah. they would appreciate more of a, a family trip and going to like a music, music festival. Thing. Nice, yeah. okay, cool, cool. Um, I got one last one for you. Um, because you have some spare time. Mm -hmm. Would you rather take a nap or read a book? Or even listen to a book, or say an audio book or something? Ooh, nap. Uh, I, I was a big time napper when I was playing basketball. I used to try to break my day up into two parts. Mm. Uh, so I think I'm kind of over that napping and that state of my state of mind. Uh, I would rather listen to an audio book that's educating me on an interesting topic. Nice, yeah. nice, okay. How about yeah, yourself? I, naps, naps, naps are king. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. the good thing, because usually when I read or listen to an audio book, I'm usually doing something else anyway. Like okay. if I'm like going for a drive or I'm driving from call to call, mm -hmm. At my day job, I'll throw on the audiobook and, and listen to it. But if it's downtime now where I get to sit and just use mm -hmm. my time for whatever I want, I would probably rather take a nap and just because sometimes, you know, you might have a broken sleep or whatnot, you're not mm -hmm. getting enough sleep. Um, it's crazy because when we were kids, nap nap time, we always were upset. We don't want to go to nap. We don't, mm -hmm. don't have a nap. And now it's like, as an adult, like, if I can get a nap, I'm so blessed. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so I'd yeah. take a nap over, over reading a book. For sure. Yeah. You got anything else? No, I think, I think that's good for uh, week five. Yeah, covered week a lot five. of topics. Yeah, we're yeah. rolling, we're rolling. You know what I'm saying? I hope you all enjoyed that. This was episode five of the More Rest podcast. You can follow us on Instagram, on TikTok, and you can also email us with any comments or any suggestions and things you want us to talk about. Um, once again, I hope you all enjoyed it. I'm Chadwick Brown. Goodbye, Beckles. Hope you all enjoyed it. See you all soon. Peace.